On this edition of a Lidditz podcast, the the transition from fire and ice to Lidditz ice walk is really just a, a, a pivot. What we have now, instead of a three day event, is we have an event going from the 12th to the 20th. It's it's about nine days. Where instead of having all of that activity packed into three days, it's going to be a little bit more casual. Welcome to a Lidditz podcast. Our guest today is Jason Burkholder, a familiar face around Lidditz. Aside from being a local real estate agent, he's also very active in many downtown activities, including the annual Fire and Ice Festival, which uh, will look a little different this year. Uh, welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you very much. It's great to be here, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, how and when you arrived to Lidditz and, and what brought you here? Well, I got to say, honestly, I feel like I've always been here. When I, when I was a kid growing up, my dad uh, lived over on uh, Buttonwood Drive just outside of town. So from the time I guess I was in preschool, kindergarten, you know, half my childhood was spent here in Lidditz um, growing up. And, you know, it just felt like uh, the place to come back to, you know, when it was time to come back as an adult. And uh, how long have you lived here then uh, as an adult? Uh, I've been back in town. I've been here for about seven, almost eight years. Great, great. Uh, what got you into the real estate game and uh, how long have you been in that career? Oh, real estate's fantastic. So I, before I was in real estate, I never really actually knew what I wanted to do when I grew up. Um, and, you know, just out of high school, I uh, took a job um, in the wastewater industry, which is exactly what you think it is. Um, and I worked for a contract operations firm here locally in Lancaster County that one bright, sunny spring morning um, in 2003 laid me off downsizing. Sorry, you're low man on the totem pole. And at that point, I still didn't know what I want to do with my life. So I thought I'd give that whole real estate thing a try. And that uh, here I am about 18 years later, still doing it. It's fantastic. Did you go to like take classes or I guess you had to get a real estate license? How long did that process take? Yeah. So real estate license, uh, there's two courses you have to take to get a license, then pass the test. Honestly, there's not a, a huge barrier for entry to get in the real estate business. There's a fundamentals and a practice you know, you pay a couple fees, you get into it. But I always tell people, you know, real estate pre-license class is like learning how to drive a car, you know? So if you're going to get your driver's permit, you know, when, when you're like 16, you, you study that magic book. And then you go to PennDOT Driver's License Center and you take the test and you walk out with a learner's permit and you know what the rules of the road are. You know what a stop sign is. You know what a red light is, but you don't know the first thing about driving a car. You can't parallel park. You don't know how to merge onto a freeway with tractor trailers all around. Everything else in real estate's the same way. You've got to get in the car and start driving. So I started off 2003 as a brand new baby agent, just figuring it out and spent the next couple of years taking uh, every every class I could find to, you know, learn more. I got my broker's license in 2007 and, uh, you know, just every year uh, between teaching classes to other agents and taking classes myself, I just kind of keep trying to, you know, grow as a professional. You know, it's not the kind of business where you can ever say, all right, I've learned everything there is to know and now I'm done. It just, it doesn't work that way in this business. Absolutely. And and tell us what real estate climate looks like now currently because of COVID. I mean, I'm sure that presents its own sets of challenges. What is a typical day like for you uh, during COVID? Uh, well, the best part about it is honestly, there is no typical day. The only real difference in my world from COVID and before is maybe, you know, our, our office meetings, we do virtually via, you know, uh, a video platform versus getting everybody in the room to have 30, 40 people sit around the table, so to speak, sure. you know, and have an in-person meeting. Beyond that, honestly, real estate has always been a, 
out and about, you know, one day is never like the other, you know, some days I have a phone that rings off the hook all day long, other other days, you know, uh, and I'm out until eight or nine o'clock at night, other days is nice and quiet, you know, I'm not necessarily in a nine to five Monday through Friday kind of world. And the real estate climate right now is super busy. I was wondering, I was going to ask you that, I mean, so many people are unemployed, and of course, uh, many of received the stimulus and everyone's kind of in a different situation. And I, I was kind of curious how that uh, looked in the real estate market, if, if that makes for a better market, a terrible market, about the same. I'll tell you what, you know, it, you imagine, imagine taking COVID and writing it on a piece of paper and setting it off to your left, you know, on a table and, and then take the real estate market statistics and set them off to the right. And, and, you know, just kind of imagine, you know, depending on one day to the next, you're kind of looking at the COVID paperwork versus looking at the market. You know, in Lancaster County, we are coming off a very solid run of, of what I'm going to call a solid seller's market. So you think the financial crash, so to speak, back in previous decades, you know, 2008, 2010, you know, the bottom of the market in Lancaster County was 2012. You know, and, and in, in 2010 to 12, we had about 5,000, 5,600 houses for sale at any given time, which for Lancaster County, for a population of about 520,000 people at that time, now we're up to closer to 550, um, you know, that was that was considered a buyer's market. You know, about five years ago, we had about 2,600 houses for sale to 3,000, which is actually a pretty normal amount of houses. And, and right now, on any given day in Lancaster County, we have about 480 to 500 houses for sale. Oh, my word. Um, which is, which is from a statistical standpoint, you know, it, 20% of normal, it's a really solid seller's market. And it was that way before COVID. A, a lot of what could have been kicking the legs out from underneath the table of the real estate market in COVID that could have happened didn't happen, I think, because we were already coming off of such a, a, a really brisk market. So it certainly changed things. It certainly slowed things down. You mentioned, you know, people getting unemployed, you know, and things like that. Absolutely. There's an effect it had on the business but there's a built up demand that it, it hasn't really changed from a day to day, how many houses are on the market, how many are in demand. If anything, uh, it's made the seller's market worse because people are, uh, well, I shouldn't say worse, better for sellers, worse for buyers, because people are maybe not putting their house on the market just yet. You're like, oh, wait till this all blows over before I put my house on the market. Sure, sure. And what would you say your favorite part of the real estate uh uh, business is. I mean, do you have a specific favorite type of your your daily job? Is it showing houses? Is it working with people? Is it closing? Oh, it's definitely it's it's the people. Obviously, from a from a houses standpoint, I help buyers and I help sellers. I, I love listing houses. If anybody wants to sell a house or buy a house, by all means, I'd love to talk to them. But you know, it's it's the people aspect. Every single day is different. Every single person's different. All their needs are different. Uh, and I, you know, uh, I, I just love to be around all the different variety of different people. You get to meet so many different people and, and just be involved in, you know, th this huge decision of their, of, of their lives, you know, buying or selling a house, the average person does anywhere from zero to four times in their life. Like it's a big deal. It's life changing. It's, it's fun to be a part of. Absolutely. Well, I got to tell you what persuaded me to, to be involved in the town's activity, you know, honestly, Corey, is people like you, I saw what other people were doing around town, you know, and there's a speaker I saw a long time ago at a real estate, you know, uh, convention, he said, if someone else can do it, why can't that someone else be me? Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what, I, I live here, this is my community, I want to try and get involved and see what I can do to help out. You know, all, all these shop owners, you know, show up and do things. You're down there in the historical foundation. You volunteer a lot of time around town. And, you know, I just like to get in and help where I can. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, you know, I've, I've learned in, in my years of volunteering with the Historical Foundation and other events throughout the town, um, volunteerism and the spirit of volunteerism, especially around Lidditz, is really contagious. It is. That's a perfect word for it, honestly. I mean, there's so many people, you know, Lidditz has such a, a fantastic mix of people from all walks of life, all age ranges. And I have never been to an event in this town where there hasn't been just an incredible amount of people just volunteering. They're not getting paid for it. They're not doing anything to earn money, but they're working the ropes. They're picking up trash. They're just doing things to try and make everything better in the town. Like, why not? It's fun to be a part of that. Yeah, and your response there segues perfectly into my next question, um, uh, talking about an event that takes a lot of time and planning and volunteers. Tell us a little bit about this year's Ice Walk. And I say Ice Walk because in the past, it's been known as the Lidditz Fire and Ice. And um, obviously, it's going to look a little different this year because of COVID. And uh, they've changed the name to the Lidditz, uh, excuse me, to the Ice Walk. And uh, walk us through some of the, the changes this year and, and what attendees can uh, look forward to and expect. One of the things you look at, okay, so Lidditz Ice Walk. So we, we've had in previous years Fire and Ice. So there's this group in the background um, the, that's Venture Lidditz. It's, it's some local people. There's an employee who works there, Holly. She does a fantastic job. Venture Lidditz is involved in a lot of this stuff in the background running the events. I mean, so when you look at Fire and Ice, last year's Fire and Ice, we literally closed down Main and Broad Street for three days. You know, food trucks all over the place, ice sculptures, and the estimates are 40,000, 50,000 people come into town in the middle of winter. Um, and uh, it's a huge undertaking. It involves dozens and dozens of volunteers. It involves months and months and months of planning. And it is just super, super cool event. So Lidditz obviously has had, you know, 4th of July, all those cool summertime events. You know, we have park, we've got the downtown. You know, the wintertime has just always been slower. And we have all these amazing downtown businesses, you know, all these shops and restaurants and eateries. And, you know, it's really cool, really fun to walk around downtown Lidditz on a beautiful spring, summer, fall day. When it's 18 degrees outside in February, it's maybe not as fun to walk around downtown. So, so the idea of fire and ice was was an opportunity to bring people into town and 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 the folks who you know are part of that committee you know everybody from the volunteers to venture lidditz to the chief of police you know all of that stuff who were organizing that stuff they put so much energy and effort into it i got on the committee a couple years ago and started helping out with social media some promotion you know just trying to help kind of kind of push things along help where i could you know website end of things and all of that and i have to just give a hundred percent of the credit this year back to holly over at venture lidditz because the, the transition from fire and ice to Lidditz Ice Walk is really just a, a, a pivot. So fire and ice was a three-day event that we'd pack as many people into town as possible, you know, and that some of the best sales days of the year for our vendor, um, uh, our, our uh, shops, I apologize. So this year is different. What we have now instead of a three-day event is we have uh, an event going from the 12th to the 20th. It's, it's about nine days where instead of having all of that activity packed into three days, it's going to be a little bit more casual. You're going to have sculptures all over town. Uh, they're going to be bringing out different sculptures at different various points during the week, because you can imagine ice, you know, it's really weather dependent. Some things are going to melt. Sure. They're not going to quite make it as far. Um, so, so they've got a whole bunch of sculptures planned. And at different points out throughout the week, there's going to be new sculptures. So the idea is going to be, you know, uh, every day you come in, you might see something new. And it's an opportunity for someone to walk around town and just check it out. That's great. And of course, on top of that, I noticed they're not going to do, uh, just again, to keep the crowds uh, down because of COVID, they're not going to have live music uh, and right. uh, they're not going to have food trucks. But I, I kind of, you know, whenever things like this happen, I kind of see this 
like you said, you pivot and you, you see it as a new opportunity. For example, a lot of the downtown eateries, for example, the restaurants and pubs have been so packed and had uh, a long wait. And uh, even even with the, um, the the food trucks there, but I think, the, of course, the focus now is, you know, we're trying to really, really push these downtown eateries. And we may not have tens of thousands of people that come through this festival, like you said, in the past. But I, I think not having the food trucks and having smaller crowds is going to, uh, you know, sort of mitigate huge weights at these eateries but but you know they're gonna ha they're gonna be busy absolutely you know one of the joys that that i would get from the social media aspect um and joy being all relative is you know trying to help out answering questions and stuff and you know being being available in the comment sections when people had concerns and you're right i mean you know we'd have so many people in town you know if you wanted to get down there to uh you know the lit spring in which you know used to be the general sutter like went through the name change or you know some of the other local restaurants around here you might have an hour or two hour wait for a table and honestly that's going to be different this year you know you're not going to have that just simple wait it's going to be just a whole lot more casual it's going to be you know if you love crowds if you love action it's not what you're going to be looking for you know but if you want to have an opportunity to just stroll around town and check out some places you've never been before you know have a nice meal i mean you know COVID has definitely caused some challenges this past year in 2024 our local restaurant scene and we are really fortunate that we have all of our restaurants so far have made it. Um, but we have a couple that just kind of launched this year that, you know, we're just kind of getting their feet under them when all of a sudden COVID changed that. Um, and, and I think it's going to be fantastic, you know, for the restaurants and the shops, like you said, just to have people in town just wandering around a little bit. You know, we, we would have had live music, but one of the things that you can't have now with these events, the state of Pennsylvania literally is not issuing a permit. We've had a couple people who, you know, again, maybe on social media are looking at the less than bright side of life, you know, saying, you know, we should still be able to have this, you know, and they're just kind of mad at the world. Well, we can't have an event like Fire and Ice, not only from safety, but like literally, figuratively, whatever the words you want to use, PennDOT won't let us shut down main and broad. We can't get a road closure permit. Even if we wanted to, even if we thought it was safe, you can't. Right. So this is a way better opportunity for people to just spread it out over a week. We can all come in. We can all patronize all these fantastic businesses down, you know, in downtown Lidditz. We can see the cool sculptures. They're going to be lit up. The Edison bulbs are around town uh, atlas general store made a great donation along with all these other residents trade production services uh has has done an in-kind donation i mean walking around downtown lidditz in the winter time at night you know bundle up magical sounds cheesy but it's a magical experience give us the the dates of uh the the, the ice walk this year and where people can find more information on the uh, ice walk online okay so uh ice walk online is very easy we have a facebook page for that and we uh, domain pointing to it so you just go to lidditzicewalk.com Okay. Very, very simple. Lidditzicewalk.com and it's February 12th through the 20th. Perfect. And just for your benefit, we're going to be airing the show several days, maybe a week before the event. So we're going to time it just right. So kind of to go with what Corey's kind of talking about um, with the different events that are happening in Lidditz, another thing that I see that's, uh, that you're kind of famous for here in Lidditz is uh, free coffee at Dosi -Si Do. What inspired you to do this? Uh, well, honestly, you know, wh what I wanted to do this year, and, and this is in coordination with the downtown groups, um, you know, is is try and get more people into town, you know, from a, from a standpoint of, again, we all know COVID, small businesses, you know, all these people are affected. I have never walked into a small business, even people that don't know me here in, in 
in Lidditz where somebody hasn't greeted us with a smile, you know, and, and these, they, they just put their heart and soul into it, you know, and, and one of those fantastic businesses that I go to all the time is Dosi Do here in Lidditz. And so, so I talked to Amy over at Dosi Do and I said, listen, I said, I'd like to sponsor, um, you know, coffee before the holiday, you know, just, just do a free Saturday, everybody come in and get some coffee. And I'd like to do that then for, uh, going forward every second Saturday in Lidditz. We already have second Fridays where we bring people in on the evenings. And what I wanted to do was second Saturdays, you know, like just all day long at Dosi Do. You can come in, uh, I'm buying the coffee, get a free hot or iced coffee, and then I want you to take a walk around town. That's really the idea. It's just to kind of help get people in. Some people might have come into, into town anyway, but, you know, find a place to park, walk up to do do grab a coffee, take a walk around town and visit some of these shops. I mean, it's just, there's so much that maybe you're driving down Main Street or driving down Broad Street that you don't see from your car that you would see by getting out and walking around town and stepping foot inside some of these businesses. I mean, they're just fantastic. Absolutely, absolutely. And actually, before uh, we started recording this, as of recording this podcast it's actually national bagel day and so i actually went up to dosido grabbed a bagel and grabbed a coffee um because it's delicious it's warm um but what how do you how do you prefer your coffee do you like hot do you like ice do you want it like a special like americano or are you just uh no give me a cup of joe i am i am a, a simple person i like just hot black coffee you know um i uh i used to try and drink it with you know milk and cream and all of that stuff and honestly i'm just kind of lazy when i come to my coffee i you know just just give me the coffee i put it in the cup and and there we go just real simple i'm I, that's one of the things i love about uh dosi dough has a, a fantastic organic blend but i just like a good cup of coffee coffee and you know you walk up to the window and they have a nice breakfast blend and they got a dark blend and if you do half breakfast and half dark it just comes out perfect yeah definitely definitely Corey, what about you do you have any uh do you do you have any favorite coffee blends? Do you so, have any? Yeah, I um it depends on the place. I would say 99% of the places I like cream and two equals or Splenda, whatever. Um I, and I hate to mention this place because I know we're talking about small businesses, but Starbucks, which I don't go to too often, maybe a couple times a year. Starbucks is the only place that I can drink black coffee, pure black coffee, nothing added. I do like a little ice in my coffee to, to, to cool it down a little bit. But um so yeah, I guess I'm kind of a regular guy as well. Just just maybe one cream and, and two two equals I, i've well, tried all the fancy drinks and uh, the frappuccinos and the this is and the that's and uh, they're they're okay to me some of them are seem like dessert or like a milkshake um but in the morning i yeah. just gotta have my my hot coffee with two splendas and, and one creamer well that's simple and reliable but i don't let's let's go back to that let's go to the to, to the evil empire where they're not actually so evil because they do employ local people but uh i've never been able to walk into a starbucks and drink their coffee black um it's always like uh i don't know two strong's not the word i don't want to say burnt's not the word either just the way they do their roast it's just i, I am impressed my friend that you well, can drink that stuff and, black and it's funny because all of my <laughs> friends who i when i tell them that they all say the exact same thing that you just said and and it's strange and and i know i'm I guess i'm the only person that i know that that has it like that but uh yeah it's true you, you might you might be Corey the man with the iron taste buds possibly yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel crazy because um, a lot of my friends, uh, family, uh, judge me because I I am going 100% have diabetes because I prefer a little bit of coffee with uh, my sugar and flavor and cream. So I am definitely out of the group. <laughs> no, no. Listen, uh, a coffee flavored milkshake is not a bad thing. <laughs> that's that's my my go to. I love it. They do they do that by the way. They do that very well down there. Uh, our friends at Dosi Do do some really nice mixed drinks like that. I mean, you could definitely get a little coffee 
coffee with your sugar down there at Dosey Do. And that's, I, I got to tell you, that's the other reason I like to drink it black because I'm not exactly the healthiest eater in the world. But uh, if I drink black coffee, it makes me feel good about calories. And mm -hmm. then I can just grab a blueberry donut. Absolutely. <laughs> Dang it, you weren't supposed to know I grabbed one of those as well. <laughs> But anyway, so moving on from coffee, if someone besides, you know, just coming down to shop local, um, what's something that you would recommend that is a must visit place here in Lidditz? All right. Well, there's three things that I would say that you must do when you are in Lidditz and, and, and the, the, the first one is obvious. Uh, it's the park. I mean, honestly, Lidditz, I think, you know, Corey, you mentioned earlier on, you know, the spirit of volunteerism and, and the people that care. I mean, you just see that on display in the park, like nobody's business. Everything that gets done in the park is done through donations and through volunteers. And, and Lidditz Springs Park is very close to the beating heart of downtown Lidditz. I mean, I think that our town would not be anywhere near as amazing as it was, even with our fantastic vendors, if we didn't have something like park. I Absolutely. Um, and, and, you know, it's interesting. It's a lot of people don't know this. It's, it's one of the few privately owned parks. I mean, literally, they rely on people's donations. They have paid employees and obviously the park needs maintenance year round. So a, a lot of people don't realize that's actually a privately owned park. Well, and, and it's there to benefit the community. And obviously, Corey, you could tell us the history of it. For me, I remember, like I said, I spent half my childhood in this town. I mean, I remember my dad, you know, he lived just outside of town, you know, and, and my sisters and I, we'd ride our bikes in and just play in the park, you know, feed the ducks, you know, we'd go to the Wilbur factory and, and, you know, just mess around in the park all day long, you know, as a, as, as a kid, just, you know, what, what do you want to do today? I'm bored. I don't know. Let's ride our bikes into the park. And uh, Tim and I talked on a, on our uh, first show about his fond memories he has with his dad in the park. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember, uh, if my sister hears this, she's going to love this. She loves it when I tell this story. I remember dad used to tell us down at the end, uh, where I should say the beginning of it, you know, where the little pond is and you got that little bumper going across. Dad used to yell and say don't walk across that because you're going to slip and fall in it was very entertaining for me as a as a young kid when my sister did exactly that oh no i can't oh <laughs> yep. i hope she was okay well, no she was fine she walked in she had to go back soaking wet and hear the lecture from dad mm -hmm. uh, okay so other than the park um i would say heading down main street to uh julia sturgis uh speaking of history you know twofold thing if you're going to go from and walk you know from lidditz springs park and walk all the way down to julia sturgis you're gonna again pass all our amazing shops and restaurants on Main Street there um, and uh, you're going to have lots of opportunity to see but I you know taking that that short little tour there at Julia Sturgis uh, that's the my kid works there uh, was the very first place that, that hired my kid as a high school student to twist and make soft pretzels and uh, you know give tours and things like that and it, it's fascinating you wouldn't think pretzels and soft pretzels would be quite so interesting but uh, they are. I, I've heard many people say that uh, kind of just what you said only they started the, uh, the that they started Sturgis with soft pretzel or maybe a handful of hard salty pretzels in hand. They make their way down to Main Street, stopping into the shops, eating the pretzels for energy, and then uh, making their way down to the uh, uh, Wilbur Chocolate Factory and rewarding themselves for their journey with a handful of Wilbur Buds. Yep, absolutely. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. I mean, you know, chocolate and pretzels and, mm -hmm. you know, fortifies you for your journey down there. And, you know, by the time you get down to the end, you know, maybe you're maybe you're ready for something else. Right. And speaking of Wilbur Buds, um, got to ask, do you uh, like the uh, 
dark or the uh, milk chocolate better? Oh, that's where I'm a little bit more basic than the coffee. I like the milk chocolate. I, I'll definitely wouldn't turn away the dark chocolate, but I would go for the milk first. How about you, Tim? Milk okay. all the way. Milk well, I guess I'm in the minority because I, of course, I like them both, but I prefer the dark. And I and I will say I prefer dark chocolate overall, regardless of the brand, over the milk chocolate. It, it's weird, mm -hmm. you know. Th it's true how they, you mm -hmm. know, when they say your tastes change. I, I always thought uh, dark chocolate was was disgusting as a kid, and and now again, that's that's what I prefer as an adult. So it's true what they say about uh, your mm -hmm. tastes change. That that might go in hand hand in hand with what you're talking about earlier about that one place where you can just drink the black coffee. Yeah. That's true. My, That's my, true. And my go hand hand. And, uh, you know, and, and the other place that I would always recommend, and honestly, if, if we were not having this conversation in the wintertime, the first place I would have told you to go is over to uh, Greco's Italian Ice and Ice Cream. Uh, I am a huge fan. Mike, uh, who runs Greco's, he is the nicest man in the world. He does so much for this community as far as donations and fundraising. And honestly, uh, his ice cream is, you just can't beat it. We've been Facebook friends for a couple of years, and you've been sharing their, their posts for a long time long, long time. And then sadly, when his wife passed away, I remember one of his posts saying, um, hey, I, this I, just before you really got to know her, him or maybe friended him on Facebook, he had done a post said, um, I understand there's a gentleman in Lidditz named Jason Burke Holder, who's done a tremendous job of promoting our business. And I think I might have tagged you and said, oh, Jason, check it out. Look, <laughs> and I, I know you weren't looking for a pat on the back, but um, that was a, a really cool thing uh, you, you did and uh, you, you continue to do. Well, absolutely. You know, and, and for me, when it when when it comes down to that, you know, uh, they're wonderful people, you know, Mike's wife and, uh, she, she was a wonderful human being and, and, uh, Mike is too. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's indicative of, of all the shop owners here in town, you know, whether you're looking for things to decorate your walls or things to wear or things to put on a shelf or things to eat, you know, all, all of our shop owners in town here, uh, they're all just wonderful people, you know, and, and they do so much for the community as far as donations, you know, as far as giving, you know, my, um, my kid, uh, before they graduated Warwick high school was in the marching band, you know, and when it comes down to, you know, fundraising for Warwick high school marching band, you'd be, would not be surprised at all to know how many of these local shops donate just reliably all the time to the local sports clubs and the local, you know, music clubs and all the stuff, you know, to, to take care of the town, you know, they give back just as much as, they get L literally putting the money right back into the community. Absolutely. 100%. Word that best describes how I think you should, you should visit the Lidditz area is, is the word explore. You know, we all have kind of our, our locals and reliables. I, I've kind of, you know, just mentioned a couple here, but there's just so much to see. You know, I mean, if you haven't yet, you don't have to do it all in one day. Come back on a regular basis. But, you know, I, walk into each and every shop and just take a look around and, and talk to the people. I mean, there's you're just going to walk away with a smile on your face every time. You know, and, and when you look at um, the 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 opportunities you have to see what there is to see and do in Lidditz. I know almost all of these shops uh, have some sort of presence on social media, whether it's Facebook, uh, you can go uh, and follow their individual pages, or you follow the downtown Lidditz Facebook page, uh, as well as Instagram, the Lidditz PA, at Lidditz PA, uh, Instagram, you know, uh, Corey, the Historical Foundation. Um, you know, if you guys have never been to any of these presentations that they do at the Historical Foundation, Corey's just a wealth of information and you know some people hear you know historical foundation and they think it's all like stuffy and boring that is not the case at all it's fascinating and there's so much cool stuff you can learn about the town um you know i i know uh cory does ghost walks you know in the fall like i not 
quite made my schedule line up with one of his ghost walks yet, but I'm looking forward to doing stuff like that when we get past the time of COVID and we can do those things again. Thank you. Yeah, we, we unfortunately had to, ca- to cancel our uh, our Departed Spirits tour this past October, but as of right now, we, we plan to do it again in um, in this coming October, so, so, so stay tuned. But thank you for that. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And you know, when it comes to social media, if I'm not wrong, uh, Tim, uh, I believe you started flying a drone not long ago. Are you, you're that Tim, right? That is correct. Um, yep, I, I, I saw some some of your stuff on Instagram. I, I thought it was, you know, a model train setup with some of the shots you got. It's amazing. My photography eye that I want to just kind of give a little different perspective. I loved, I loved the one that you put up not long ago after the snowstorm. You had a drone shot of them clearing snow. Um, that that in addition to the Mr. Rogers neighborhood one you looked at, it's just it, it's a fascinating viewpoint from up high. Just some of the stuff you see. I mean, I, I think definitely folks should be following you on social media, and, I, and maybe that's the thing. When uh, just follow the hashtags, follow the hashtag Lidditz, you know, downtown Lidditz, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, most of the people that are doing cool stuff in town and popping it on social media, they're putting those hashtags out there. Just click on it, just explore Absolutely. a little bit and see what there is to see. You just never know what you're going to find. Exactly, exactly, because I think that's how you find new places and find new things and it's definitely the way in the in this new day of age with all this technology like you just explore digitally and then you can go physically which is pretty cool absolutely there's just so much cool stuff to see and you just you just that that twist is exactly what you said i every day there's something that somebody pops up like oh i never knew that i mean i've been around town doing lots of things there's still stuff i discover about this town yeah, and, and there's a lot of new businesses I'm noticing too that are popping up. You know, ha- haven't really uh, had their official grand opening yet, or doing soft openings, or you know, coming soon. And they're doing hashtag Lidditz or Lidditz PA, and you're finding these, and you're getting in front of them and starting to follow them, and maybe spread the word and sharing it even before they open. So I know they they appreciate. It. I mean, social media obviously is just is so uh, important in this day and age for you know for for any business. I, I don't care w- what you're selling, what you're offering, social media and and uh, keeping on top of your social media accounts is just is just paramount. Absolutely, it is. You know, and 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 it just it comes down to people. You know what I mean? If people love social media, you know, the good, the bad, and you know, obviously we argue about politics and sports and you know everything else there is the to argue, but but it doesn't stop people from coming back for more for the good stuff. And talking about engagement in social media, um, where can our listeners find you if they want to buy or sell their house or even just want to talk to you? How, how would they reach out to you? Well, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. If anybody wants to call me at any time, my cell is 717-371-0557 uh, or they can call me at the office 717-291-1041, but they'll just transfer you to the cell phone anyway. So start there if you want. Uh, or on Facebook, uh, you know, facebook.com you know, slash Jason Burkholder. I'm an easy guy to find. I have a public profile. So, you know, I'm, I don't really hide behind any kind of private walls or anything. Uh, social media, you know, my official business page, which is a little more boring than some of the other stuff, but it's just, you know, that and my Instagram accounts, just Jason Burkholder Realtor, just all one word. Yeah, we'll definitely tag you too. Once uh, we start advertising for the show, um, we'll definitely tag you and all the social medias too. And that, and that really nice picture of you too, that really fancy dancy picture, we'll, we'll post that too, if that's okay with you. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and can you give us uh, one more time uh, the dates of the Lidditz Ice Walk this year? Oh, the Lidditz Ice Walk is going to be February 12th through the 20th. And you definitely want to stop by. I mean, obviously the 12th, you know, that first weekend is where these things are going to go out. Um, but you definitely want to kind of check in off and around town. The 12th through the 20th, it's going to be there. And, you know, love for you to take pictures with all the sculptures and throw them out there on social media and, you know, share the love. We've been talking about social media, you know, throw out that hashtag Lidditz Ice Walk and Lidditz and just take pictures of all these cool sculptures 
shoes and get them out there because the more people spread the word, the more other people are going to see it and want to come into town. Hey, Jason, well, thank you so much for all you do for our town. We, you know, everyone so much appreciates it. Thanks for talking to us today and uh, catch you downtown very soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'll see you guys in person uh, soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. So what's new, Tim? Nothing much. Um, like we were talking with Jason, I got my dosy dough, I got my bagel, um, I got little extra sweet treats, but we won't talk about that. But uh, yeah, what do you like on your bagel? Cream cheese or butter or Nutella or what do you prefer? Plain? Ooh, it it just depends on what I'm having. Uh, I just had a bagel with cream cheese, um, and I got their French toast bagel. Usually, one my of my favorites. Oh, right, yeah, it's so good, and um, it was toasted just perfectly. But my go-to is like a chocolate chip bagel, um, with bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. That's like my. I know it sounds kind of funny, but that's my go-to. Yeah. I'm a child at heart, so. I, I think my, my favorite bagel is probably the Asiago cheese. Oh yes, uh, yeah, and uh, pro- my French toast is probably my second favorite. What's new with you? Is there? Well, uh, yeah. N- not much. Um, I've been spending a lot more time at home, obviously. I've been, uh, I finally subscribed to Amazon Prime, and um, I feel like I'm 20 years behind everyone when it comes to these things, because this is the very first time. I've had a regular Amazon account, but this is the first time that I've had an actual Amazon Prime account, and um, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the fact that, uh, you know, I'm able to stream music while I'm at the gym, and, uh, you know, of course, the, the, the free shipping, and so forth, and um, some of the movies, and uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it more than a month or not they, they gave me a, a free month trial and then i i enjoyed it and i ended up subscribing for another month so we'll see we'll see what happens i don't order a whole lot of things on amazon because i like to shop local but other than that not not much going on uh you know, like i said i've been going to the gym and just trying to stay active and healthy and uh, uh trying to stay positive through all this And now we're going to talk about oysters. Oysters. Yeah. Uh, so the history segment today involves a small diner that used to be at the square in Lidditz in the 1930s. And it was called Ted's Diner. And uh, it, it probably sat maybe 20 people. So it was a really small building, maybe the size of some, someone's garage that you might see in their backyard. And uh, it was right at the square right there across from the fountain and uh, owned by Ted Stauffer. And uh, their specialty was oysters. Do you like oysters, Tim? I am, I, I'm a seafood person, but I, I have to see the food to eat it. But like seafood from the sea, I am, I am not a seafood person, <laughs> if that makes any sense. My grandfather who, who passed away in 2007, he used to say that uh, all these restaurants served oysters. And months later, they would find all these this is kind of a, a bad thing, but they would find oyster shells on the banks of the streams in Lidditz. Really? At the restaurants, they would discard the oyster shells, dump them right in the stream. And, and wow. again, that was that was just decades and decades and decades ago. So there's the streams aren't polluted, just so everyone knows. Yeah, many, many years ago, this was, a, a, it was called Ted's Diner, as I said, and it was just a gathering place. And uh, just imagine having a small diner right at the square these days would you, is that something you would go to i mean i definitely i guess try it out check it out instead of you know if it wasn't dosi dough or tomato pie or another another business i i, I would probably you know make a video on it and go in there but yeah. I, i'm a diner guy i love classic diners the stainless steel diners that you see with, oh yeah uh, you know they're just with the with old-fashioned counter Absolutely. and uh, i think the mark of any good diner is how good their meatloaf is <laughs> 
Oh, meatloaf is so good. So good. That's always been my barometer <laughs> for, a, uh, for a diner. How good is their meatloaf? <laughs> so. Meatloaf is good, and I, I'm a fan of breakfast at different diners. And I know um, night and day, a lot of my friends and coworkers, we always go there and uh, after work sometimes, or this was pre-COVID, I would always get breakfast. Even at 11, 30, 12 o'clock, and I would get breakfast because it was always so yep. good. I had a breakfast there many times, and, and it's, it's, with their dinners and lunches too, the amount of food they give you for the price is, is unreal. I mean, I can't even finish. Uh, it, it's it's crazy the amount of food they give you, especially like you said, breakfast. Yeah, but yeah. I can't I yeah. can't imagine uh, having a small little diner in downtown Lidditz right across from the square. That's that is just so fascinating. That is so cool. Yeah, and I have a picture of it. I'll post a picture when we air this episode and uh, give a little more history on it. But it only lasted a couple years, but it was really really popular. Anything else uh, you want to share with us for uh, we call it a show? I was just going to say to everybody, thanks for listening as always. Um, just uh, continue to be you stay positive and you know what uh, just come on down venture downtown and uh, uh, you see anything that you think we should be pointing out and we should go try out uh, definitely mention us on all our social media yeah I think uh, I think the interview that we had with uh, Jason today was amazing and I thought it was pretty cool thanks for tuning in today everyone and be sure to follow a Lit Its podcast on Facebook Instagram and Twitter